my name is Justin, and this is my other life. All of this started as just a side project, but sometimes the side project is the true project. If you want to learn more about my research, writings, or videos, or if you want to find more conversations like this one, check out theotherlifenow.com. And by the way, all of my work is supported by my audience, so huge thanks to all my patrons and to everyone who throws me some support every now and then. But hey, if you get what I'm doing and you're into it, even just a random email would be nice. It's good to hear from people. Or you could certainly leave a review on iTunes. That's really useful because it helps other people find the show. So thanks for uh, hitting me up on Twitter today. You you hit me up at a very good time because I was supposed to talk with this guy who I've been planning to talk with for a long time. And um, he's like a little famous. And I think people were kind of looking forward to it. But I fucked up because the time zone changed. The, the, like we set back our clocks in the UK where I live two days ago. But since our fucking like phones and computers do this shit now automatically, I, I didn't even really like think about it. So I fucked up and I stood him up by an hour. So I, w I was supposed to do something on the internet today but my guest i fucked up my guest so you came in just the nick of time well it's just we're just meant to be we're just meant to be friends i guess so um i think that's probably god working through uh friendship yeah maybe i, I mean that's one of the things i wanted to ask you your twitter name oh, is, really? is christ lover I, I was curious like yeah. how literal is that wait hang on let me fix something real quick but actually I, so that's something i want to ask you about but i'd rather let's go slow and, and break into this yeah let's pick um, apart my whole account i'm ready i'm game for everything yeah awesome yeah no you're you're a good sport I can tell already. Um, it's awesome. But yeah, so let's start with like, because I literally don't know anything about you whatsoever. And I suspect you don't know that much about me unless I, or do you? Yeah. I mean, how much do you know about me? Nothing. Okay. Well, how did you even like find, how did you even find out about me then? Um, well, a bunch of my friends said you were a cool guy. Oh. So I was like, okay, I'm going to tweet him and see if he will be my friend. And, and then you just, you know, it all just kind of happened from there. Amazingly. That's cool. Who are your friends yeah. that said I'm, I'm cool? Uh, I, they're all, they're all a bunch of uh i don't know a bunch of um very online people or weird online people i talk to in the group dms like uh genius chat they're a bunch of geniuses mostly <laughs> cool. i don't know if you heard of that one it's uh, it's great great chat <laughs> cool um well i would like to meet them because uh mo as far as i can tell most people on the internet hate me <laughs> well i just certainly don't hate you well thank you maybe. but a lot but, of people um, a, a lot of people hate me um why? i don't know exactly why it's actually it's genuinely kind of stumped me i actually like last night i hung out with a group of like red pilled people in, like, in, in, in london i hung out with like a bunch of weirdos uh from from the internet and uh and off the internet who are kind of like i don't know like exiled or red pilled people or whatever you want to call it, i don't know uh outcasts and uh there was like one guy among them i'm not going to call out any names I, I don't have any beef i don't really care but like one of the guys i met most of these people for the first time one of the guys he was like he had it out for me before we even talked about anything he was like uh being really kind of aggressive and kind of mean towards me and it was clear like that it was clear like he he already knew who i was and and really didn't like me and also like i recently uh there's like a bunch there's like a crew of, inter of internet people who like i thought i was friends with and i think i still am i'm not gonna be like baby about it but um i was recently going through some old like uh private ch messaging channels with them and like going through the backlogs that i haven't kept up with and like a lot of them 
were, you know, had some not very nice words about me. And it was like, yeah, and the more, and also like I'm starting to appear on, I start seeing my name on Twitter. Like I start seeing myself subtweeted recently and it's almost mm-hmm. all, ne- it's almost all negative. I got a lot of haters is basically all I'm saying. That's, I mean, you know, that's the nature of being a, a big, important account. You know, is the more, the more visible you are, the more people hate you, sadly. Yeah, I know. Uh, basically, I mean, I understand what it's like to be Kanye now. I have a lot more sympathy for him, I think. Um, I also have a lot of haters despite uh, being extremely, extremely niche. It's not for everybody, you know, the stuff that I do. But sorry to hear that. that well, I don't really see why anyone would hate you personally. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I just yeah. I just try to ignore them and tell myself that it's because I'm doing something right. Yeah, you just um, got to dabble in haters, as, as Jake Paul would say. Yeah. So are you like actually a Jake Pauler? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah, is that ironic or no? I, I don't know anymore. Yeah. You my... know, there's a sort of dialectical, right? Like at a certain point, irony and un-irony become... <laughs> You know, the, the kind of uh, something tips, you know, and then suddenly it's like you can't tell what your authentic feelings are anymore. Yo, that's that's a really good point. That's really true. Like ever since I started getting into YouTube culture, there were lots of people. There were lots of like accounts I started watching very ironically. Like this is so crazy and stupid that this even exists. Yeah. And then before I know it, I'm subscribed and I'm You're just watching it all the time. And it's all I watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. At this point, I mean, to be well, I shouldn't be this candid because it's a little bit pathetic. But like I spend a lot of my time watching YouTube now when it began as like an ironic experiment be like well what even is this media and it's all I, I understand it's all like low quality bizarre like insular media that's so difficult to parse but it's like now I just watch and I just watch all the time find right. myself gravitating towards YouTube content right so can you tell me about yourself what do you want to know well is there anything that you don't want to talk about and I can avoid that no I'm I, you know I'm pretty much uh, an open book okay. I, know, I like to, um, I like to make jokes and have fun cool so how about can we start with um how old are you oh that's something i well online i say i'm 19 but i i guess i should say that i'm between the ages of 19 and 24 okay keep it mysterious yeah what if you were like what if i just asked you that and you were like i'm 11 like would that, <laughs> is, is that like illegal like would i be in trouble for talking to a child i don't i don't know yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah I, I don't i don't even know what the rules are i, I should probably really i do very little vetting i mean i try to do a little bit but that's true i'm like like unvettable too. I'm like the most fucked up uh, person possible online. You know, like the the least, the most fake seeming. A lot of people think my account is it is kind of fake, but you know what I mean. Like you mean you're not probable. You're not Ashley person. Olsen. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a type of Ashley Olsen. Is that actually your name? Yeah, let's say that. Cool. Um, so what's like your brand? How would you describe it? Oh man. Uh, well, I guess right now there there are three kind of main things, which is that I uh, I'm catholic legit legit yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah well you just said that you're fake a little bit so i gotta like check you know well you know how it is it's just like with jake paul like i am an ironic jake pauler but deep inside and in my heart you know in the soul of my being i do love jake paul and his content so kind of like that you know you make it you kind of online there's a sort of performative aspect where you make a show of things and you do things in sort of ironic post-ironic ways to sort of trip people up and to make things entertaining and spectacular but there's a kernel of truth in everything. I hear you. Okay, so Catholic. Yeah, I love God. What else? Uh, I'm a dominatrix professionally. Hmm. Oh, I, I have a question. This is actually coming up in the chat. Um, are you oh, are you cis or trans? Uh, 
that well, it's a, that's a real can of worms, my okay. friend. Just Murphy. That's fine. You can answer however you want. <laughs> no idea how to answer that, because uh, I, I mean, unless well, we can have like a discussion about that if you want to. But um, I don't know. My brand is kind of there's other there's more fun things about my brand to talk about. But like you okay. know, I would just say um, that I'm I'm an androgynous person, okay. and that's how I move through life, and that's just uh, the nature of it. That's cool by me. Um, do you okay? So what else was uh, there was something else I was just thinking about that I wanted to ask you. Oh, are are you like would you qualify as an e-girl? What is an e-girl? <laughs> Uh, you know, I've heard that term a lot from from certain. I mean, I just you see it you see it around used, but kind of non-specifically. So I feel that I I uh, I may qualify as an e-girl. It may be that I used to be an e-girl before I got red pilled. You know, because I have seen e-girl used in conjunction with the phrase cringe and blue pilled before. So I'm not sure if I'm an, an e-girl any longer. Oh, so if you're if you're an e-girl, you have to be blue pilled and cringe. I, the, maybe the chat people can answer that one. But I, I've seen e-girl most commonly in that context of being cringe and blue pill. Do you think that Neo China comes from the future? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, the only thing that's making me think of is the China sissy ray, which is which is a technology I'm in support of. Okay, that's cool. It was more of a litmus. Yeah. It was more of a litmus test to see if to see if what you read. Um, and so do you do you not do you not know what it means for Neo China to come from the future? Um, probably not. Okay, that's cool. I was just curious yeah, that's like it, which is great we're friends you know that's what friends do they teach each other things yeah it's basically that's like an accelerationist like me i figured it was accelerationist because of the neo and the future you know there's a lot of accelerationists online they're great some of them are great interesting people very fast <laughs> yeah very fast that's right yeah do you not have a take on on accelerationism i guess <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's a little too fast for me true that's what i'll say true okay uh is it hard to explain to your priest how you like to work as a dominatrix <laughs> Uh, it's not the kind of thing I talk about at church, but um, no, I think that I think that domination fits in with Catholicism very well. Okay. You know, ultimately, uh, what I'm I'm doing with the subs is sublimating their perverse sexual masochism into authentic religious belief in God. So oh, that's the ultimate uh, and end of my domination. Wow. Also, for them to subscribe to my Patreon because nice. I'm a podcaster now. Nice. Yeah, we'll get to that. I want to hear all about your podcast plan and oh, sure. I'll give you many opportunities to plug your Patreon. Don't you worry about that. Um, someone in the chat says that you are based in Red Pilled, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, I am now. Thanks to uh, Red Scare, the Red Scare girls, especially Anna Kay. Thanks, oh, Mommy. Oh, yeah. Right. So let's get to this because this person, this Anna Kay person, how do you pronounce the name? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like, well, phonetically, I want to say Cassian. Okay. Yeah, we both said the same head. thing. Yeah. Oh, well, that's beautiful. That's why we're friends. Great minds. There you go. Um, all I know is this person keeps people keep tweeting at me and saying her name in the same tweet. Like a few people, I, I've appeared on Twitter next to her name a few times. So I, I googled her a little bit, and uh, I mean she looks interesting. And I saw she does a podcast. It seems interesting. Is it uh, is it cool? Like, are you you're a fan? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Red Scare. I like both of them. Um, I would say Anna is kind of like an aspiring trad wife uh, with the presence of a stone butch. I admire that very much. What is a stone butch? Oh man, uh, a stone butch is like uh, like a uh, the chat's gonna roast me if I fuck this up. Oh my god. Um, so it's it's like a lesbian term, I believe, which refers to someone who who uh, gives in that. Well, it's in the sexual context. <laughs> 
I never, <laughs> I never explain it. You know, I just say it without explaining it. But in the, in the sexual context, it's someone who gives but does not receive. So it comes with the whole aesthetic. And to me, Anna has she has serious stone butch energy, despite her performative masochism or whatever. So she gives but does not receive. You mean? <laughs> Not sexually, like I guess, right? You don't, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know I that. I mean, she's no, not personally, but uh, she's. I mean, she's kind of a contrarian. I guess that fits in with it too. Well, um, it seems like her podcast is is it uh, cringe and blue pilled or based in red pilled? I would say Red Scare is is somewhat, at least somewhat based in red pilled. Yeah, but they're uh, leftists, right? You know, I kind of can't tell. That's good. That's good. I like <laughs> that. I actually think that's good too. I think it's good to keep some kind of ambiguity, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I would like to think that as, uh, as someone who's been red-pilled by Anna, that perhaps I will I will come to be more red-pilled than even she. Oh, wait, so, so you were red-pilled by Anna? What about the other girl in that podcast? Is she, like, not as important? <laughs> no, Dasha is extremely important. She's a very beautiful, wonderful person. Are they, is she based in red-pilled? Yeah, she's incredibly she's incredibly based. Uh, Anna Anna is the more based and red-pilled of the two in some, on some level, and Dasha's kind of like, uh, I mean, she's she's kind of like uh well she's very i don't know she's very cool she interacts with with culture in a way that i think is very uh very cool you know very in touch with uh like grapers and stuff oh is she a griper <laughs> she's well i was actually gonna say that and then i was like oh is that offensive i really can't tell and there's no one like physically with me to stop me from saying things that are offensive but she kind of has griper energy dasha well they seem cool like I, I only browsed through their stuff i didn't listen to anything and i didn't read anything but they look like cool and yeah. like it seems like I would probably like them if I listened to them. That's probably why I keep getting mentioned alongside them. But uh, I'll look into that. I mean, would you recommend, do you think I would like them? Uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we only just met, but um, I like how they sound. You know, I like how they talk and stuff. I mean, I think they're kind of, you know, a lot of people like them. I, I like that they're based and red-pilled. I enjoy that uh, part of Red Scare. They have nice voices. There's a lot of vocal fry going on. It's very pleasant. And so is their audience mostly like uh, women or like thirsty men? You know, I think it must be some kind of split between them because they um i think that's always the case with women in media is that you have to have at least some portion of thirsty men which for me personally i think that that would be ideally a lot of my demographic um so i think that's good they do have a lot of reply guys they have like an extreme amount of reply guys some of whom i've become friends with so what's a reply guy oh man uh reply guy is uh is a guy who replies to all of your posts regardless of whether or not you acknowledge his reply and there's there's some kind of thirst implied okay right i have reply men i think <laughs> yeah you, you i am sure you do i think i, I have a reply guy for you at first you know and then you reciprocated now we're friends but otherwise you know oh but isn't you're but you're a woman so you'd be a different category like what's a what do you say e -girl, I is e-girl the opposite of is e-girl like the female version of a reply man though i think it's different a reply man <laughs> <laughs> an e-woman and a reply man now i wonder if there if that's like a dialectic like reply guy e-girl i don't know we need a good name for like a reply girl or like i think i have yeah. some i think i have some thirsty um trans people actually on my audience uh i mean i don't want to sound you know i don't want to sound like conceited to say that they're thirsty i don't know their intentions i don't know their desires but i get the vibe that well i do a little bit of um data gathering let's say because I'm, I'm kind of like a whiz kid when it comes to uh like using the internet 
internet to collect information. <laughs> it sounds sketchy, but I um, love collecting information. Well, it's all it's all upfront. It's nothing like hidden. It's just normal. So like on my websites and stuff, I have pretty sophisticated like Google Analytics and stuff like that, and I analyze the data about who uses my site when and how. And so I have some pretty good information about like you know how many people are reading my stuff and how they read it and their gender and their this and that. And then I have a Discord server for this live stream and kind of like the larger project of my life. And uh, to get into the Discord server, you have to fill out a little survey. You don't actually have to. I let them, they can skip any question they want if they don't want to. But uh, so I have like a big spreadsheet of all these people who have joined my community through this YouTube channel. And I know a lot about them all. And uh, there's a good handful of like Catholic trans people in my audience. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's cool. It's a good demographic. It's cool. It is a cool demographic because like I'm not trans, but um, I'm cool with trans people. And as a Catholic, I think, you know, I can imagine it's like probably not a lot of good public culture for like Catholic trans people. So I never would have thought that I would represent like my creative stuff would represent a place where some non-trivial amount of Catholic trans people would be interested in hanging out. But <laughs> that's how that's where I find myself. And I'm, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very nice to you, Justin, to have a... Well, it's not like that. that. I'm not like it's trying to... Like a, no, I'm just saying to have like, you know, at least a viewpoint or uh, you're kind of fostering a community in a way, which is nice. Also what I want to do. So I'm, I'm not even I was there was no touch of irony. <laughs> that was real. You know, it's like, I think that's nice. Oh, okay, cool. Because right. that's also it's a difficult demographic in the well, you kind of touched on that, but just in the sense of there being a very limited, uh, at least within the institution, a very limited view of, uh, you know, how Catholic is supposed to be and such. I mean, like me personally, like I do go to church, but I, I mostly go to church for the aesthetic experience, not so much for the community. Right. It's, it is definitely basically the, the most beautiful place you can go to in a Western society right now. Oh, yeah. Like Catholic Catholic churches are basically the greatest repositories of beauty that exist in modern liberal uh, decadent society, I think. Yeah, I love church. I really do. I really, really strongly do. And uh, well, I also I mean, I'm detecting that I'm a Russian Catholic. Uh, so I, I used to go to I don't speak it or anything, but my uh, my maternal grandparents are they emigrated. So they would take me to their churches because there's community in on the East Coast where I used to live. And I used to love going there. I mean, because the, the icons are so great. You know, the Eastern Eastern icons are so great. Just the music and everything. So oh, so are, are you Roman Catholic or no? Well, um, the part of the church that I I was baptized in the Eastern Rite, and technically speaking, they are in communion with the Roman Catholic Church, and also my dad's Roman Catholic. Uh, mm. So I had the experience of both growing up, so I can go to whatever church. That's awesome. So yeah. I'm just curious also, where roughly do you live, like region or city, roughly, whatever you feel like sharing? I live in LA now. Okay, cool. So are you like, do you mind if I ask what you do for a living? I'm a dominatrix, Justin. Oh yeah, you said that. Sorry, sorry. You said that, yeah. It's fine. It's so funny. Do you make good money doing that? Oh man, uh, you know, it's fine. It's all right. It's a living, you know, it's all right. It is um, it is a little bit ugly sometimes, um, but it's also very funny because of the ugliness. So that's what I, I like to, I like to make jokes about it. I like to, I like to do uh, ironic domination and such. Ironic domination. Wow. Yeah, I like to troll people into into submitting to me. Wow. Which That's is what you invited me to do, incidentally, in your DMs. <laughs> like, just be mean to me and troll me. And I was like, oh, I don't know. We just we just became friends today. I don't know if we're ready oh, for that. Well, I was just saying that to give you options because you were unsure about your performance. That's very nice of you. The way you just said that, it sounds like I feed my guests like a script of how to hack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin Murphy like told me how not only to be mean but exactly how to be mean to him in fact he confessed all of his all of 
with his weaknesses and secrets to me. No, I just want to clarify for my audience that I do kind of like the opposite. I tell guests that they can say literally anything they want. And Ashley, you were expressing a little bit of trepidation about your performance on the podcast. And I was Damn. just, and I was saying to you, exposed. you can literally say anything you want, including just like, if you don't know what else to say, you can just attack me or be mean to me or whatever you want. We never want to attack. I, I never attack anyone in bad faith. That's no good. I think you're going to be, have you, you're going to be a good podcaster, I think. Oh, thanks. You're I very, so. you're very nice. And uh, you have a relaxed, carefree conversational style. And I think that is the best style for doing this kind of stuff. Well, I'm having a great time. I just need to address something real quick. You're not in a rush to go, are you, Ashley? No, no, not at all. I need to address some haters in the chat right now who are- Oh no, someone's calling me ugly. No, no, not you. They're, they're starting to talk about me and my wife because they're saying, oh. they're saying that Justin ignores his wife to live stream. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to, I want to clarify um, what's going on because that's not the case at all. I love my wife deeply and we spend quality time every single day together. And, but here's the thing, folks, here's, here's what is going on in this live stream. My wife goes to bed earlier than I do. So it's perfect. When she goes to bed, I hit the internet. Boom. There's no, there's nothing lost. There's no, there's no bonding time with my wife that's sacrificed to give you the bonding time that you all deserve. So no, everything's good on the wife front. Just so you know, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm on a crazy sleep schedule since I don't know if you'd heard, but I'm, let's just say, uh, not working a lot at the moment. And, uh, basically my, I, I stay up all night until like 5am and then I sleep until like 2pm. And so my wife and I are basically only awake together for like dinner time, like dinner, like when we have dinner together, it's like my lunch time. And it's actually kind of, it actually kind of works out. It's a little weird, but it's working. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, I have a similarly kind of unstructured life right now because I'm also, I'm not working like, uh, really, I don't know. I'm not really working a lot. I'm working or rather I'm working on things that are more nebulous. And so like, I don't have a structured life at all. So I do spend a lot of my time, uh, listening to opera, weeping, praying, you know, prostrating myself. And then I do a little domination. I watch Jake Hall. That's cool. My day to day. That's cool. Um, what do you do for fun when you're not like doming or praying? <laughs> really good, really good question. I mean, I just post, I guess, you know, but posting isn't actually fun. Posting is like really unpleasant and stressful, honestly, like posting on Twitter. I mean, sometimes oh, I yeah. it's hard work. Enjoyment. It's very hard. I get work. If I make a joke, that's funny to me, you know, and then it gets attention and then I'm like, oh, this is enjoyable because I thought that joke was funny and now I'm getting attention for it. But most of the time it's stressful. How did you kind of become internet famous? Would you say I'm internet famous? I don't know if, uh, do you think I count? Um, I would say, well, it sounds like you have, Gross me. it sounds, it sounds like you have a little bit of internet recognition. I'm just curious. What yeah. is it? For, what is it for? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's probably for, I mean, like, I think also I kind of created like a lot of people will tweet my name because I, I tweet my name a lot, my display name, which is something I don't really even remember how I, um, came up with it. Wait, like, which name I, do they tweet? Alpha goddess Ashley Olsen. That's too long. No, it's, it just fits. It just, it's just right. <laughs> I'm never going to tweet that. It's way too many characters. I would maybe tweet like Al Alpha Ashley. That's what I would say. That's very, uh, it's reductive. I think it's sacrilegious to call yourself a goddess. It's not Catholic at all. You know, I mean, that's actually a good point. Um, because I don't actually like a lot of the B. I mean, I don't like BDSM culture for so many reasons I don't have to get into. And I'm not like a real BDSM enthusiast. I'm just a professional and a naturally uh, dominant female. But, you know, I agree with you on the on the level that a lot 
lot of people are using it sacrilegiously. But for me personally, uh, it's very much a testament to uh, my love of God and Christ. So I do always bring that into everything. So I, I'd actually abhor sacrilegious uh, behavior, a uh, sacrilege, I should say, in general, because I don't. There's a lot of that too. A lot of people like to do like terrible sacrilegious things in that context and in others. And to me, that's actually one of the like most deeply offensive things possible. So if anyone wants to hurt me later, <laughs> do some sacrilege. <laughs> oh, so someone wants to know what do you think about contrapoints? Uh, that's a YouTuber. Yeah. Do you not know her? I don't. I've never watched a video of hers, but I know she has like an iconic video aesthetic and it actually looks good. So that's um, the extent of my opinion. Yeah. She's like fairly high production value shit. Yeah. She has like some nice purple, like some soft purple lights or something. Yeah. That's that cool. That looks good. That looks really good. I feel like you're a little bit more low tech, more DIY type. <laughs> That's so mean. Are you? <laughs> I mean, you know, I have like, uh, in the past year, I have sunk a lot of money into like better equipment uh, to do things because ultimately, you know, I want to start producing content. I want that to be kind of the direction my life goes in, in a number of ways, which will involve like shooting videos too and doing audio and this and that. So I do want things to have production values because like, I like, I do care about that. But uh, I would say a lot of my content that I've done that is out like currently like if you look at my photos like i repost the same photo set all the time because i think it's hilarious like that's only funny to me but i post it all the time and that was taken on a on a smartphone that was like a year ago we took that we took those photos in our backyard so that's very low production so i see what you mean because like the ashley olsen page right now is like very lo-fi so i don't know maybe if i if i made a bunch of money and people really wanted me to do content then uh then i would make it better yeah i mean i guess if and when I become the Kanye West of like weird political scientists on the internet who talk mad shit, then maybe I'll increase my production values. But I think in the short term, you got to have a DIY attitude where you don't really give a fuck about like how good things look and sound and you just get after it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I care about being beautiful. I'm like, you know, being like the most representing rather like an ideal. I do care about that uh, somewhat. But, yeah. you know, I also want to be at least I have to compensate for my brand somehow. So I want to be at least a little bit accessible to people yeah i feel that i mean i care tremendously about being beautiful i've just never really had to try to do that you're very beautiful justin <laughs> thank you that's very kind of you Hello. i am married i have to tell you well i was saying it as a friend it's of course a, it's a yeah show of friend love it's of a course. sign of goodwill it's just important to have clear boundaries at the beginning of a friendship you know what i mean i see do you have like a kind of like adult life or a kind of like postponed adult life where you like do you know what i mean by that no <laughs> like are you are you like uh how should i put this like do you have like young adult roommates and you uh like mostly eat like microwavable meals and you drink like two times two or three times a week and you don't really know what you're gonna be doing in a year kind of thing or do you have like more are you more stable and like than that well the way that i experience i guess young adult things is by by virtue like well rather vicariously through watching youtube uh so i would say that's probably the most um you know like thing of that nature that's part of my life because otherwise like I have uh, I have chronic health issues so I actually have to eat paleo <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> so I have to, I like can't drink, like can't drink. I can't smoke. I used to smoke like clove cigars in the past couple of years, but at this point I can't. I tried smoking one the other day and I just couldn't do it. Smoke a lot of weed out here in California, which is kind of nice. I never was a weed person before, but it's just like everywhere. So you know, you kind of do that. But yeah, I would say I really like. I don't know. I'm really so serious. Like in my in my daily life, it's like I have to be so serious. I don't really do anything fun. Who do you hang out with? Like, do you hang out with people or not much? Uh, I hang out with my my partner and I live together. So I hang out with her all the time. And I uh, I don't know. I do hang out with people from Twitter sometimes, but I'm mostly like I work from home and, and we're always doing stuff from home. So that's kind of the focus of things. That's cool. So you do all your dominating stuff. They come to you and you don't go to them. Yeah, yeah, I do my I do my, that's awesome. do my dominating stuff here. You know, you say that, but it really sucks to have a bunch of freaks come into your house. You know? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't let those motherfuckers in my house. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be like, meet me at the park. We're doing this under a tree. Meet uh, me at the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. No cops are going to intervene there if you're dominating some guy at the public park. That's a really that's funny because, yeah, no, I hate having like, honestly, like it's it's OK. You know, it's kind of like a nice looking room. Obviously, we have a nice space like we, it has to be nice because believe it or not, these bitches expect the world when they come to your house, you know, and they don't care about all the labor that goes into creating this aesthetic experience. Right. But so much of it does, whatever. So I'm a little bit resentful. But anyway, you know, I have to dedicate a room of my house to being a dungeon because I'm a dominatrix. And it's like, in reality, I would prefer that room be something nice and not full of BDSM furniture. But that's just the way it is. Yeah. But it's cool that you get to work from home. That's awesome. Yeah. Working from is great. I mean, I'm an academic by profession. And uh, but lately I haven't been going to work because I got in trouble. Uh, So I have all this time to just do stuff on the internet. And so I don't have to leave the house basically ever if I don't want to. And I I love working from home. Honestly, it's been so awesome that I think I'm really going to try to pull out all the stops and and, and do everything I can to figure out a way that I can just do stuff on the internet as the only thing I do. Yeah, I also am in the same boat because for the past, like, uh, I guess it's almost it's not quite two years, but I would say for probably the past year and a half, I've been I've been mostly working from home Um, because I do other things, too. I mean, I do I do domination, but I do various forms of domination. So I do domination, too. I dominate the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I dominate. Tell me about that. What equipment do you use? Well, I just dominate the game. That's all. What's the process by which you dominate the game? Just being myself. Oh, that's pretty cool, Justin. Yeah, it's so easy. Uh, What people don't really understand is that it's actually really easy to be a genius. All you have to do is all you have to do is uh, whatever you want and be yourself, but truly be yourself. Like be yourself is a cliche that many people think they try to do that. But what people don't realize is that being yourself actually means being like really stupid and being really like it's embarrassing. To, it's really embarrassing and difficult and painful and stupid uh, to be yourself because we are stupid. You know, like we got we got problems like as people, we got big problems. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of sh- uh, shameful, stupid, um, embarrassing aspects to who you really are. But if you can just be all those things and you don't care, then uh, you're a genius, basically. And it's always been like that. Everyone, anyone, absolutely anyone can access that. It's just hard. Uh, but for whatever reason, it comes naturally to me. And that's why people hate me. But that's also why uh, people, some people love me. That's right. So that's why I'm dominating the game. That's why I'm, I'm basically the Kanye West of academics. I'm not quite, but I'm almost, I'm basically almost there, I would say. I think it's probably, you know, you always want to strive for the ideal and, and move closer and closer to perfection. I think that's a reasonable pursuit in life. Definitely. Um, what else was I going to ask you? I keep forgetting my questions that I wanted to ask. Uh, are you a genius, would you say? I, what do you, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think so far? I mean, I think you have, I think you have major potential to be a genius. I 
think. As I said, yeah. I think it's I think it's available to everyone. <laughs> the only the only question is, are you willing to take it? Well, the thing the funny thing about that is that for me, like that's making me think of uh, I'm also a classical vocalist, like I'm a classical musician, and that's just making me think of what I see as like the root of my existential problems at this point in my life, which are related for me to classical music and to the voice because the voice is such a as an instrument, you know, it's something that's so the way that it, um, you know, the way that it, is, I guess, interacts with the body and the spirit uh, is so different from uh, an instrument you can play because, you know, it's not. I mean, like obviously there there's similarities, but you know, the the with the voice, your body is the instrument, so you have to open yourself in certain ways and you have to train yourself in certain ways. But uh, I met this new teacher out here since I've moved to LA, who's really nice, and she even said that she she felt some kind of spiritual pull to teach me, which is always a good sign. Whoa. But she said, um, yeah, it's a good yeah, sign. Was, it's a good sign of a cult leader. Well, it's also a good sign of someone who understands the, the spiritual aspect. of. Yeah, I'm just um, bullshitting. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, God is watching, Justin. I know. God has God has authorized me to fuck with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I could say the same thing, but uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. You know, this, Carry on. Oh, no, it's OK. But like this teacher, the whole, I'll get to the point, which is just that this for, this teacher is telling me, you know, like that there's I have to reach this rootedness and connectedness with my voice. And then that will truly be my voice. And at this point, in terms of my singing, I have two different voices. And I and I really feel that, you know, I really feel that bifurcation. It's like you have to blend that. And in doing so, you access what is your authentic voice, you know, and what is really the voice inside of you that is that is meant to, you're meant to sing with so that there is no confusion. So to me, I guess if I reach that point, that would be kind of genius. I don't know. That's beautiful. Um, so with your podcast, are you going to do like singing and dominatrix stuff and all this kind of stuff? No, I never really sing for anyone though uh ultimately i think that that that's something that i want to be a major part of my life and if i am um, i succeed as a content brand or whatever you know with the things that i'm doing then i'll have more of the freedom to pursue that in a real way and i, I would incorporate that into the content just in, in some way like not uh but i wouldn't sing live for anyone on the podcast because when i'm podcasting i'm very much in my like uh my butch voice you know like i'm very butch on the podcast so i can't i can't go sing like operatic from that <laughs> it's sure. like i have to do an affect but podcast is fun uh, the podcast is kind of like it's kind of uh dominant because we're both dominatrixes and we we do talk about work on there sometimes but also for the fact that many of our patrons are submissive males for sure mm. i know because i personally made a number of submissive males donate to my patreon <laughs> wow that's a that's a really good audience base to have because you just tell it them is. to give you more money and they'll do it yeah sometimes it depends on the guy you know you have to be really uh tactful but of course i've been in the industry a long time so i know what i'm doing oh you know what you just made me think of it's a bit of a tangent but well actually it's pretty related but um i was looking through when i was when i was doing research on the red scare thing people they i was looking at their patreon and uh i noticed it was very clever i think how they how they describe their rewards let's say i think there's uh -huh. it seems like i mean I, I tell me if i'm misinterpreting but like it sounds like they they do a fair bit of pretty explicit kind of thirst trapping. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think they have like a pervert tier and they have like a fin dom tier, which is yeah. their own brand, the Red Scare. But it also shows like you 
you know, a more sensational relationship to those things than someone like I would have. Someone like me, I should say. Yeah, I wonder if I could start like thirst trapping for like gay men or something. Uh, is oh, that, Justin, good, yeah. Is that a brand? Absolutely. Like, do people do that? Absolutely, yeah. I like mean, men? you yeah. just have to post feet. That's the first step, Justin. Is there seriously like a big audience for that though? You post feet. Well, if you have to make your feet nice first, if they're like, you have to kind of shave them, wash them, like clip your nails so that they look nice because you also want to be believable as like, uh, you know, because I'm thinking because you're so dominant and you're talking about how you dominate the game that probably you could succeed as a gay daddy dom, wow. you know, rather than as more of like a twinky, like sub switch type. So I think that's where your appeal is going to be. All right, you're, you speak you're speaking Greek to me. What is a sub switch type? <laughs> like, so if you know what a dom is or dominant, then the sub would be submissive. A switch is the versatile <laughs> in between, you know, oh, people okay. who say that they can be dominant or submissive. And personally, this is me talking from almost an outsider perspective, because like I said, I have no fetishistic relationship to any of these things or no sexual relationship to any of these things. I'm a Catholic, so. Okay. You're kind of like a female version of Contbot a little bit. <laughs> It's so funny that you said that. You're like the you're like the e-girl contbot. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Oh, are you friends with him? You know, actually, I, I didn't even know. I shouldn't say this because, well, I really like him. But uh, personally, I think he's he's fun to talk to because, well, we have a, we have a love, a shared appreciation for classical music. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I had a I had a long conversation with him. Did you see that? Uh oh, did you drop uh, off? My Wi-Fi my wife, I just went out for a second. Are we back now? Yeah, it's okay. Okay. So I was just saying we have a we have a connection, like we have a relationship over classical music. And I guess over both being based in Red Pill. I don't know if he would uh, identify as red pilled, but I'm just going to say that because it's. Uh, yeah, he definitely would. Yeah, so I would say that those are the things we have in common. But um, he followed my account for a while when I was really tiny and like not active on Twitter. And then like recently I realized who he was. So I followed back. And what happened was he posted on his feed one of my most favorite operatic performances ever, which is Eula Beale, who's a contralto singing None But the Lonely Heart by uh, Tchaikovsky. So I was like, oh, I have to talk to this guy. So basically, Basically, we've bonded over that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I had a conversation with him. It was interesting and fun. He kind of like, I don't know, he was a little bit uh, impenetrable, I think. Oh, he, he, I think he was being a little bit extra coy with me, but uh, it was interesting. It was amusing. Yeah, so, that's what happens when you have two dominant males trying to have a conversation, you know? So um, how much does Conbot pay you to be dominated? Pay me to be dominated by me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's kind of, um, I think he's kind of an alpha male. I don't, I I don't know that Whoa. it will go that way. Yeah. Nice. I think he is uh, incapable of being dominated, but but we'll see. He's very, he has very high standards. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Learning a lot about Kanpot. So it makes sense then that you guys are friends because I see the, I see the commonalities. Um, so how, how right wing are you? I, um, and I don't, I mean like, you know, I would say that like I have a lot of beliefs that one would consider Marxist feminist. Do I mm. seem like a, an alt-right person online? Well, online based in red pill kind of means right wing generally a yeah. little bit right well it's been I, I mean appropriate of different communities. yeah sorry just to clarify i mean I, I use it more and more as a joke way of saying like just not a, like a really stupid corny like political correctness enforcer like that's, that's also how i use it i would say yeah like, it does kind of come down to that because i really i don't um i've become very disillusioned with political correctness and identity politics and stuff like that you know so yeah. i would say that my personal i honestly i don't have a very strong political affiliation 
I would never say that I do, but people kind of, you know, they can, based on your viewpoints, uh, based on your opinions, people sort of impose one on you regardless. So, um, I don't know. I just believe what I think is ethical. Like, I, I really just care about, I have, I just have concerns for the welfare of people. And that's really what my opinions are based on. Gotcha. Very good. Very good. Um, oh, I did sex work once. Uh, yeah, really? Well, did it was like, really? it was like not penetrative. It was like not really sex at all. <laughs> well, that, that's good. That's, uh, that's the best work if you can get it. Oh, it was the best ever. Um, what did it, you do? It was definitely the best job I've ever had, literally, hands down. Um, well, I shouldn't be so glib about that. I, I guess I didn't really like it um, at the end, but uh, well, it's really simple story, really. Um, I was in grad school at the time, and I was just experimenting with different ways to make money, and uh, so I went on Rent Boy, and uh, is that still a thing? Is that still? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it got shut down recently, because Backpage and all that got shut down, but Rent Boy, uh, Rent Boy's infamous. They might have gotten raided actually in the past year. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, no one ever busted down my door. Thank God. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, what I did was perfectly holy. It, I didn't. I didn't do anything sinful, really. I just. Uh, Good boy, Justin. Well, I was very clear on my profile that I didn't want to do anything like actual sex, but uh, you know, I was like open to talking. And uh, basically, make a long story short, I ended up meeting with a guy at like a posh ass restaurant, and I told him I was very upfront. I was like, you know, I, this is my first time exploring this world, and I'm very likely not going to be willing to do any uh, sexual things. And then he was like, okay, that's fine. We'll just have dinner and, and see see where it goes. And I said, okay, that's fine. He, so I met this old man. He was like an old dude. Um, probably like like in his 70s, maybe. Uh, well, 60s, maybe, probably. I just met him at a restaurant and um, we had dinner and we just talked like two normal men would talk over dinner. And um, I was totally normal. I wasn't like trying to pretend anything. I was very upfront. And uh, you were being a genius. I was being pretty genius, I think. I was because I was being honest, and I, you know, it was whatever. Um, and basically, uh, we went up into his hotel room after that. And um, the the short the short version of the story is, I ended up. Um, he asked me if I would just hold him for a little while. And, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and um, you know, he had like a pretty difficult, dark, like personal history and life, and obviously didn't have much like love or um, you know, connection with anyone. And he, um, yeah, he asked me if I would hold him and if my memory serves correctly i lie down on the bed with him you know on top of the covers fully clothed both of us fully clothed and he kind of turned his back to me and i put my arm around him and you were the big spoon i, I was basically yeah, i was basically the big spoon and uh and 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 we lied for if i recall correctly f about 45 minutes literally just that and um when you add up all the time that i spent with him you know because we had we had dinner and talked for a long time and then we went up to the hotel room and talked for a fair while and then we did the we did like yeah, a 45 minutes of me basically hugging him um i walked out of the hotel room right after that with 600 dollars cash in my hand i'm not kidding either and uh it was amazing like that was like you know the, one of the best Man. jobs it was one of the best paid jobs i've ever had in terms of you know uh value for money for your time yeah yeah and that's tax-free too that's good shit that's very alpha of you to be the big spoon to a little old man it's very alpha justin it's very uh, off awful alpha alpha no, alpha not at all. Yeah, I mean, what's right. oh yeah, that's what's I mean, what's more alpha than getting paid six hundred dollars to big spoon a sixty year old man? Very alpha. Nothing, nothing is more alpha than that, especially if he takes you out for dinner. And uh, you know, that's that actually what's funny is that of course this is like the extreme minority of experiences you could say, but there are a lot of um, a lot of situations you encounter like that as a sex.
sex worker, definitely. Where, because ultimately, like, especially for older people, you know, they really just want, like, intimacy and closeness. Yeah. So it seems like that was kind of, I mean, he sounds like a nice guy. You know, I'd like to uh, spoon him myself sometime, you know? He was a fine, he was a fine guy, as far as I could tell. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, like, that was, it was a weird experience. Like, I was just experimenting with different ways of possibly making money because yeah. what, I, what I tried, bef what I also tried before this, I tried being a cam boy. Um, oh, really? But camming is way harder for a man. I think I had this crazy idea that I was in grad school. So I was like, you know, working, I was like reading and writing a lot. And uh, I had this genius idea, but it failed, which was I'd get on the cam sites and I would just sit in my room reading, but I'd be naked. And uh, I'd turn on like, I'd like be logged into the cam site or whatever. Um, oh no, what it was, was I was like, I, I would just read in normal clothes, in normal clothing on the cam site. And then like, I was hoping that there was like some people out there with like a fetish for like young men who like read books. And I had this idea that like maybe people would, I would just be reading because I'd be sitting there reading in my life anyway. And then if someone wanted to pay me to like take my shirt off or something, I would do that. Um, I tried, I tried that plan and no one ever like wanted to pay me when I was like reading. That didn't work. Well, they were all uh, Philistines. How do you say that? Am I saying that wrong? No, it's good. Of course Thanks. they're. Well, that's how I feel. Yeah, of course yeah. they're Phil. Yeah, they're definitely Philistines. They should be definitely. off. They should be off Rent Boy and reading books. That's right. Um, Everybody, every, the world would be better off if we all if we all got off Rent Boy for a while and started reading books. All right, hang on. I have to deal with I have to deal with some shit in the chat. So um, people are okay, saying. Well, I'm here to you. People are saying like. Uh, hang on. Uh, are they calling me fascist? No, no. People seem to people seem to like you. People. Are, oh God bless on. you all. People are kind of talking shit about me. Hang on. Uh, oh no, they're not talking shit, but they're saying like um that they're kind of saying I'm stupid for talking about this because people are going to look at people are going to look it up and I'm going to get in trouble and stuff like that but um yeah, yeah, it's good because we're bonding you and me are bonding they don't understand we're becoming friends right now this is a friendship taking place it's an action no we're, we're deepening the, the, our friendship right now so it's very important to be able to relate to one another and I can certainly relate to your experiences here definitely it gives um, me a great idea also for something we could do together hmm, what do you got not in a weird way but you know we were thinking as a podcast because of our background that we would sometimes do like live stream shows but we would do them on chatterbait so potentially if you're like some other campsite you know because it's kind of like playing on that because we're both in the industry and it would be like a funny way of like trolling that whole audience because they're philistines and they deserve to be trolled and trolling is domination so potentially you know it might be fun oh, okay if you were to join the two of us on on a girls chat live stream on a camping site i think that might be really fun oh that'd be hilarious actually yeah right yeah we should like, do that you're a dominatrix i'm dominating the game i get it exactly, exactly. Get it. we would be doing it all together very alpha all together and by that point you may have a well-established daddy dom career if you take my advice and you start posting feed pics because that's what they want to see you know wow interesting wait so how would it work like how would i have to like get an account on this like site no not at all like what we would do i mean i you're in like england or something yeah <laughs> okay uh so i don't know if you do you come to the to the america do you come to like the west coast ever i mean i think probably once my youtube channel reaches a certain point i'll have to move to la and buy a mansion probably i guess that's what we all do that's what every youtuber does yeah probably have. so okay. that'll probably be like sometime within the next uh i don't know 12 months probably yeah i think that's probably what's going to happen for you so i think that like if we can't if you can't come to america and and do the thing live like where we're all in the same place
place and we're all being dominant together uh we could probably just do some kind of video feed like from you i don't know we'd figure it out but basically it would just be the three of us like we would be like interviewing you or something we'd be doing like a podcast just like a show but it would be live and it'd be broadcasted on chatterbait or some other major campsite and then the two of us would probably wear some form of bdsm gear which is not required for you you know my whole shtick is i don't show face so i have to do something aside from show face if i'm being on camera but uh it would just basically be that'd be very chill relaxing i'm game sounds weird and fun nice that's great wow i can't wait to do that in the future <laughs> that'd be so awesome yeah definitely um yeah so like these people that are kind of talking about me real quick so like the i just want to say something real quick so i mean i'm already i'm already basically all in on being honest on the internet like people are kind of saying i shouldn't be talking about this i'm gonna get fired this and that but um i'm already i've already decided like a long time ago i'm 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 going all in like you know there's a certain there's a certain how can i put how can i put it when it comes to doing stuff on the internet if you're gonna be a true internet person you can't you can't hold back you can't like split up some of your experiences some of what you think some of what you feel and say like i'm never gonna put this on the internet because then you won't be a good person on the internet but if you just go on the internet and you say it's all it's all fair play then you can be a good internet person that's the that's one of the key insights i think that i've had and that is how i'm living now and i'm all in on the internet so yeah i'm already probably gonna like eventually lose my job or something so i might as well just share everything i got that's at all interesting yeah you have to be a genius about it exactly this is the genius way and it's not i'm not like it's not anything special i'm doing it's just it's a it's an empirical it's a general empirical pattern i think like you can't you can't pull punches you miss uh 100 of the punches you don't take you know booyah booyah so tell me about your podcast and what is the idea behind it uh my podcast is called girls chat and it's it's a chat it's a well it's a place you could say in a sense it's where uh, girls can talk together about their ideas and and such and have uh, conversations that are centered girl centered conversations you know it's mainly about girls and chatting um and uh we started it because we were red pilled so we had to make podcasts okay so it's girls only i mean technically you know technically speaking we we will allow people onto the podcast who are uh, not they're not female but it's like when you're there you kind of become female temporarily just in, in spirit okay. that makes sense you know because you, you partake in the spirit of girls chat so i could do that you wouldn't remain female i could do that temporary. okay great that's good good i'm I, glad I, I have a feminine side that i can access very easily of course you're a very sensitive man but i can turn that up many notches you can be extremely sensitive oh yeah <laughs> i mean i i'd love to see that i'm not kidding you i i cry like very regularly let's just weep i'll have you on the show and we'll do a live stream we'll just be weeping i weeping. cry out of joy tearing right. our linens and prostrating ourselves that's joyful too you know because I, it's fraud. true i cry out of joy like at least three times a week and i'm not kidding about that either that's beautiful justin yeah it's mostly because i love my wife and when i think about her it makes me so happy i cry and also sometimes if i'm reading like a really good book and i have like a lot of coffee i'll i'll like cry from kind of like ecstatic insight into the truth 
truth. Yeah. 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 I think the crying is good personally. I think it's very, it's very cathartic. And sometimes, you know, it's like, I think, I think it's spiritual for me. It's like a very spiritual act where you have to be so moved by something emotionally that it, it results in that reaction. I think that that's the best as opposed to crying from stress or something like that, you know? Yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst. So how long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, we made it like the timeline, uh, timeline of all these events was very fast. So I am recent. So I guess we made it like, um, a month ago or a few weeks ago or something. We have like uh, one episode, we have one episode out and then we have like a, a supplemental thing for the patrons because they, we appreciate them very much, except for the submissive males, then they, they're supposed to be doing that. Uh, I have to say that, sorry, I'm obligated. Um, but then, then the, uh, we're going to release another episode this week, which will probably be obnoxiously long or something. So hopefully that satisfies people. What number guest am I going to be? Oh man, I, hopefully one of the, one of the very, one of the very first, I mean, like we're trying to do, so now I think we have like a few of them planned out, but depending on like when you wanted to do this, like we could also do a podcast that was just audio before we did live stream. It just depends, but like we could do it probably in like November or December or something, just depending on when, when you're free. God so damn. That's some long-term planning. Let's do it in a three days. Okay, man, maybe, maybe we could do it this weekend. Who knows? I have to talk to my, uh, I have to talk to my, um, co-host. You girls got to get after it. What are you waiting for? <laughs> That's true. That's very dominant advice, Justin. Thanks. Yeah. Maybe we could do it. Like, I don't know. We could do it in like the next week, maybe. But the point is that that would be fun. Yeah. It would Gosh, be I can't imagine. It would be fun. Fast this friendship is moving, right? It's like, we're like already, I just met you and this is crazy. And now we're going on a live stream for my podcast where we're going to be dominant. <laughs> You just said you just said the line. I just met you, and this is crazy. Here's my number. Now call me, maybe. Yes. Yeah, so come on my live stream. That's um, it. I think before you know it, I'm gonna be living in your dungeon room, and we're gonna be Dude. like live live streaming on a daily basis. Just move here already. <laughs> <laughs> it's wide open. You know, you can you can post up in the dungeon. I just needed it for an hour sometimes. I, I think I think I have to be. Um, how should I put this? Your wife can live here too. Of course. Well. <laughs> We're a package, so that goes without saying. And then your uh, wife can live in the dungeon. <laughs> my wife and I can live in the dungeon together, maybe. Oh yeah, hey, you can share the dungeon. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna ask. I keep losing my my questions. It's because the chat is kind of kicking off, and I'm getting too distracted by it. I still haven't yeah. learned to look away enough. Um, it's a shame that I'm not enough to mesmerize you and keep your full attention. Um, I mean, you are mostly enough to keep my mostly full attention. I just have this chat in front of me, so it's like impossible not to look at it. Um, are you getting haters? Do you know what people? are looking at right now like visually no i put i put up your twitter icon basically so half the <laughs> half the half the screen is me and the other half is your twitter face it's gorgeous it's that's pretty... what i look like that's my face is yeah. that actually you oh yeah oh no that's actually me yeah i, I was that was that person in those pictures it's kind of my uh my it's the ashley olsen look you know i haven't worn it since but it uh really meant something to me at the time well i okay if that's really you that's interesting i don't know if i can trust that because you said you kind of you're, you make, you make some things up. So I don't mistrust you as a person, but you did say you make stuff up. So I don't, I don't know. And if you were an e if you're a real e-girl, that's probably not you, right? Like e-girls usually have different faces than their own. What, what face do I have? Um, think about it. Well, I don't know what your real face is like, but, uh, it's too beautiful 
Vishan. Well, put it this way. If you don't have if you don't have reason to know that a person's picture is legit, then your most rational inference is that their attractiveness level is basically average just because in the absence of in, in the absence of information, uh, you know, the best guess is average. And in that photo, uh, that photo looks like not to get personal or anything, but that photo looks like pretty hot, I guess. So Thanks, usually when you see hot people's like when you see hot people in like profile pictures, you mostly have to kind of wonder if it's fake just because most people aren't hot. So um, given the fact that you've kind of already told me you're a good chunk of your Internet stuff is is fake. Um, I have to unfortunately put a fairly uh, large confidence interval around the probability that that picture is actually you. I have to ask who in the world would catfish with that photo? Because think about the photo for just a second. Just look at the photo, right? And think okay. about it. OK, it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, not only is the face partially covered, which, by the way, you can tell, yes, it is a very beautiful face. You can tell from just the portion that is visible that I have a very beautiful face, which I do. But uh, there's a mask covering part of the face and latex gloves. And uh, I'm wearing like a Puma jacket on top. It's like very skin tight. It's like white nylon holding a, a brandishing rather a crucifix. And I have false eyelashes on and a blonde wig and I'm standing in the snow. So I ask you, like, do you think that that is good catfishing material? Because who is that for? I think that this is like scientifically optimized catfishing material. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel like Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, I feel like I feel like what you did was um, you collected data on all of your audience using oh, yeah. advanced advanced techniques of internet manipulation. You gathered all of this data. You uh, segmented your audience into a few key uh, consumer markets, and then you use that to infer what are the properties that they would be most willing to pay for in a sexual uh, fetish object. And then you asked a graphic designer to create a uh, like female persona facial image that like best um, optimized like the sexual attraction of your like multiple different customer segments. I think that's what's going on here. So I'll break it down for you. Like the the the, the crucifix is obviously for all of your Catholic followers. Um, you know your username is Christ Lover. So clearly one of your major target markets you're looking to exploit is the world of Christians. So oh, don't say exploit. That's not very nice. Um, you're right. You're right. That was um, I should say one of the key markets that you're looking to forge synergistic growth relationships with. Synergy, yeah, synergy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, would be all the Christians because there's a lot of them out there. And um, and then like thirsty men who just like want hot girls. And also, and this is kind of where your, your I think, marketing genius comes in. Um, you also want to appeal to all the like trans and LGBTQ people and kind of like uh, more ambiguous internet types of sexualities and subcultures. And so, like, this is basically doing all of that. So, like, the clearly, like, a, a nice shaped face with, like, the sexy, like, bleach blonde hair or whatever, platinum blonde hair. That's, like, typical kind of, like, hot girl porn star kind of, like, a, a, attraction. And the, the the crucifix gets all the Christians. And then, like, the covering of the face is actually quite genius because oh, yeah. it, yeah. because it, one, it makes, the, it makes it more mysterious and everyone's attracted to, like, what they can't have. Like, clothes make people, you know, you, you want someone more when they're dressed because you can't see what 
is underneath that's what makes it sexual and attractive so doing that to the whole face not only stokes the desire of the people thirsting after you in these different uh, segmented ways but also um it opens you up to like a broader range of subcultures just because they don't know uh everyone can kind of imagine that underneath the hood is their identity and their subculture damn justin all of that and you don't even follow my account that's the first time i've seen it yeah <laughs> are you gonna follow back <laughs> um depends uh -oh. how depends how i enjoy this conversation when it's over depends oh, how man. depends how this wraps up no i'm just kidding sure i'll follow you that's great yeah no i mean i appreciate that that's a very nuanced uh that's a very nuanced allegation that i am a catfish <laughs> well it's just a speculation i don't know are you are you saying straight up that that's truly you oh that is me in the pictures yeah that's my that's the i put that outfit together that's like an 11 dollar wig okay <laughs> nice I, I yeah i did all of that because that was kind of like the uh i don't know really why i was doing that but last year those pictures were taken in like december of last year around christmas that's why one of them is a whole set it's like there's like 11 to 20 pictures or something and one of them is, is a uh, christmas you know has like all the little christmas pictures on it and stuff i posted it today because i made a joke about catfishing because admittedly i am a professional catfish so it makes sense that you know like i would have those that kind of calculated understanding of, of how i portray myself and such and you're not wrong you're really not wrong about many things that you say you're very um very perceptive intuitive person which is why i'm proud to call you my friend but you know i uh yeah that's me in that picture i'm the genius behind that i'm the beautiful female inside of that costume you know well if you insist on that being the case i will believe you i have no reason not to and well just reverse image search it if you don't believe me you can just reverse image search it you know oh, that's okay. a way of destroying a catfish that's the catfish's worst enemy is reverse image search right right but it's not necessarily going to give you the true provenance well if it were a stock photo of some random woman you would find out oh well i believe it's authentic just okay drop the watermark out. okay so i guess at this point what i'm believing is that you truly took that photo and that is you but with given the wig and given the face covering and all of that it's hard to get a read on uh, like you look pretty feminine like i took from your ambiguity about the response to that question that i was basically inferring that you are trans but that photo you look like pretty well i mean whatever i'm not gonna like i'm not judging but uh you look more like um a cis female but maybe i don't know maybe that's the lighting maybe that's uh also your like fingers look like white your fingers look quite uh thin and kind of like cis female well that's because i play the piano interesting interesting i have long fingers so i can reach the octaves on the piano but uh i also yeah part of that is the styling uh definitely it's the styling because there's the makeup uh on the portion of the face you can see and you know the way the mask is laid and the way also i'm um the way i'm posing you know what i'm doing with my face and the wig and all of that there are a lot of cues which construct this character basically and i also when i'm being shot when i'm in uh what i would call i guess drag in a sense because that's not how i dress uh, on, a, on a normal ordinary basis rather I, I dress very um i don't know i guess i'm not really butch you know i wouldn't say i'm butch i guess i kind of like i do like to wear more androgynous clothes you know i do like a lot of cat suit type of things i guess that's part, partly my job but i do like that kind of fashion where it's more uh, androgynous and amorphous so not not extremely feminine but you know i do have an androgynous face it's it's a beautiful face i have a great face i look very russian in the face because i'm russian but i have a very androgynous face i always have you know and i my features are um if you looked at my face just by itself 
yourself without all the styling and in that context then you might get a, a different impression of it but I'm not offended by your uh, perception of the photo I think that's nice that you like it and you seem to think that it's a it's a good picture so that's good it's mysterious I think it works very well for your brand you know what I was also just thinking is the um the whole like white face covering thing you know what it really evokes is like you know how Chinese people always wear those like face masks oh yeah like the um it's like a UV protection mask yeah or I thought it was like for air pollution or something I think there are different ones I'm not totally familiar but I did actually get that particular mask uh, as well as some others from Amazon that, that were from a retailer that was like a it was like a UV ray face cover yeah that's what it's making me think of and so I think what you're also doing there is you're like um you're stoking the attraction of all the men who have like Asian fetishes oh boy it's very genius it's very smart <laughs> Uh, I mean that well you know uh, there are a lot of weebs out there that's very true there's some people who actually did think that I kind of looked like a cosplayer or I looked like a, an anime character but I, I wasn't intentionally going for that though um, you know weebs are going to project their, their weeb stuff onto you I think so we have a question for you from the chat are you game for that uh, yeah is it nice um, yeah yeah it's an honest question it's an honest <laughs> question this person this person um, bless their heart was going to uh, pay for a super chat but they couldn't figure out how it works so i'm just going to gladly accept the question anyway um they ask i want to ask ashley what her top few recommendations are for listening to classical vocal music Aww. and the second part of the question is any modern art music with good intense vocal parts um honestly i would say right now like and i mean you know depending on where you know how much uh familiarity you have with certain things like i i don't have a great musical education because i didn't go through an academy or anything so i wasn't like uh i've i've been privately trained by like a friend of my family when you know since i was young i started lessons at like age 14 and so now i'm trying to kind of develop more of a relationship to the institution so i think that for me then like some of my music history is lacking but i could just tell you who some of my favorite singers are and as far as classical vocalists i think that eula beale is great though there aren't many recordings of her um in existence there may be like four that you can find on youtube uh because she was she went on like a limited tour of the united states or something around like in like the 50s or the 40s or something and then she she um kind of stopped performing to be uh to take care of her family so she put her family first and, and her career kind of dwindled after that but there are still at least like, at least four recordings of her that i've seen that i think are great but then you know there's also singers like maria Callas, who is uh who was very prolific very famous but i uh i really always loved her voice and when i was first um you know listening to a lot of classical music and really the way that I started listening to it was my mom used to always play like the best opera in the world kind of compilation CDs which honestly they have a lot of great performances on those CDs so it is sort of you know mainstream in a sense but it does open you up to a variety of different voices and, and uh, classical pieces and operas and stuff like that so you can kind of get like a, an impression of it but I was always struck by Maria Callas especially in her performance of VC Darte I just really like her voice and it's like one of those voices is that it's so unique um it's even ugly at times you know like some of the tones that she sometimes the timbre of her voice is like so strange you know and so that, that some people would be put off by it but i actually uh, actually really like her so as far as classical singers i guess those would probably be my favorites um but i'm i'm kind of it's escaping me like who else i was going to say 
I mean, I could say like, uh, gosh, like I was listening to Bridget Nilsson the other day. She was singing some, <laughs> I'm going to get dragged for this, but she was singing Wagner. I actually really like Tristan Dooney's soul, the opera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a really great uh, aria from that. And she was, I, I watched her sing that. So I do like her too. I don't know. There's a lot of great classical singers. And really for me, it's about finding those who, and like, cause all of them have, they have their own voices. They have voices in their own right, but it's about finding those who really reach something uh, emotionally, you know, who really move me emotionally and that those are the singers with whom I can connect. But, you know, about modern art music, you know, I like I said, I don't have a great musical education, though I, I have listened to a couple contemporary operas. There was like one time I was, it was years ago at this point, so it's not that contemporary, but I think there was a Moby Dick opera. <laughs> I was watching it with my dad and I was like, wow, there's something about this that I really like, even though it's like, it's like postmodern, you know, and it was like really weird and there had this big whale, you know, that was so weird. Um, well, it's Moby Dick, so you have to have a big whale, I guess, but it, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was just really strange, like staging and stuff, but I thought um, a couple of the performances were pretty neat. I haven't been able to find it again, though. Wow, that was cool. Uh, you said a bunch of stuff. I'll have to Google later, but um, I'm sure that you mentioned names that the person who asked the question knows, but I don't. I hope so. It was probably a very pedestrian answer because I'm not that smart. Are you Asian? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm uh, no, I'm not Asian. I'm Russian, but I have kind of um, some, you know, uh, like Eastern European people have like Eurasian features. So I, I do, like, I look very Slavic, honestly, uh, in the face. Some people and, in the chat were wondering if you're Asian. I was just curious. No, I'm just Russian. So is that why you like the Anna Kay person? Because she's Russian too? You know, that's why I can never hate them. I can't hate Dasha or Anna ever because they're Russian. <laughs> Yeah, I always was like, wow, we should be friends because we're all Russian just for that reason. You know, I actually do like them. Though. I, I mean, I think they're they're nice enough people. I mean, Anna probably doesn't uh, really like me, but Josh is cool. Oh, yeah. What did you say? She like subtweeted you. What happened? Oh, yeah. So uh, this is it's funny because like we're talking about stuff without that context, which is kind of like the event that that uh, triggered for everything else to happen. But basically, like she subtweeted me uh, because I, I made I exposed some guy for praying on like under age girls and she subtweeted me and called me a me too feminist and then she got a lot of negative responses to that and then we made we made our podcast like to troll her (laughs) interesting so she thinks you're cringe and blue pilled yeah like she was thinking i was cringe and blue pilled which i i don't think i was cringe and blue pilled at that point but i'm certainly not now no no i couldn't i could never come back from being red pilled by anna k oh dude well this podcast is gonna be huge for you then because you're proving how based and red pilled you are i think oh yeah it's really just an exercise in being based in red pill i mean do you want what are the more other well, like what are other super based in red pill things that you think to show off on this on the stream real quick uh uh what what kinds of things are based in red pill i, I don't know well what are your most like alt-right thoughts <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing too bad. I mean, I, I mean, you can say whatever you want, okay. but I'm not. I'm just saying, like, everyone has things that they think that are a little edgy and that you could kind of get in a little bit of trouble for. But oh, yeah. uh, why don't I'm you? I'm not just... really like. I'm not like really an alt right person. Like, I'm not really uh, aligned with that. I just, you know, the only the reason why I, I kind of like I talk to a lot of different people online and I kind of interact with different people online just because it's it's the culture that's happening, you know, and I want to be aware of all the different perspectives in the culture that I'm in just so that I can at the very least 
is so I can be informed and I can engage with it properly, you know, instead of just kind of remaining insulated and then I lack a, a consciousness of, of how different movements and trends are developing and such. So that that's like the main reason I kind of, um, I kind of, you know, curate my online experience the way that I do, which I know some, you know, because sometimes people have questions about that. For me, it's really just being tapped into the zeitgeist. But um, yeah, I guess my edgiest opinion, like the opinion, for, and also I do kind of express this, but in more tactful ways, like sometimes, but I really think that the sex industry is immoral. That is an unironic opinion that I mm. hold, which also does have something to do with my Catholicism, but not as much as people think, because if you if you say something like that and you use that language that has the religious uh, implication, and people will say to you, oh, you're just having Catholic panic about it. Oh, you're just like a sexual, you know, purist and you believe in like the, and it's like, I really, I really absolutely don't. Uh, I am celibate myself. Um, and for me, like my, you know, my sexuality and my concept of sex is very much bound up in my religious beliefs. So I do find, you know, the industry and the sexual commodification of people to be perverse and to be immoral. Um, but I really only care about it because I care about the welfare of people. So if I perceive it to be something that's exploitative and that traumatizes people, then I'm against it, which is really the only reason I'm against it. Okay. So would you say that you're not a Me Too feminist? I'm not a Me Too feminist either. No, like but that's the thing too, that like uh, in the discourse, like uh, around, around feminism, but around that specifically, people don't seem to realize that you can have, you can think dialectically about it. And so you can not only, you can support victims rather, you can support victims and, and, uh, and meaningfully and care for them and care about their welfare while simultaneously critiquing uh, the industry in which all of these call outs, et cetera, are happening and what the media response is. And that's actually a point where um, Anna, you know, she, she subtweeted me as that, but she didn't seem to realize that I understood that about the industry because I, as a, you know, someone who's in the sex industry and also who's interacted with this industry around trauma, which me too sort of has become part of, uh, I am like very aware of those dynamics and the fact that the victims don't really profit from coming forward about anything that's happened to them, so to speak. You know, it's really the techno capitalists who do. And actually, when we made the podcast, the first episode that we made was very much about about that, you know, but the, the you know, the thesis really, or just rather the point of it is that you can still offer meaningful support to victims. And in fact, you can have nuanced discussions because really, if you're taking how an industry is somewhat exploitative and, and sensationalizes their experiences, then you are supporting them because they're not being, they're, they're effectively being mistreated uh, by the media, you know, by being reduced to a spectacle. Right on. Sorry to pontificate. Is that the right word? Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. It's good to pontificate. What the hell do you think Love this, what the hell do you think this is for? Yeah, this is the pontificating, uh, this is the pontificating zone, pontification zone. Yeah, you can pontificate as long as you damn well, please. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, damn, this has happened like five times tonight. My brain is fucked up. It's probably because I was okay. drink. it's probably because I was drinking last night, but, uh, I don't drink that much. It's so probably afterwards I'm a little groggy, but it's like the fifth time in this conversation where I, I had a thought and I was about to say it and then I lost it. Whatever. It probably well, wasn't. I do have the effect on people of scrambling their brains. It probably wasn't that important. I'm sure. Um, so I'm trying to think, well, we have been talking for quite some time now. Um, is there anything else, um, on your mind that you would love to get out on the air? I don't know. You know, I'll talk about, uh, anything. Do you write at all or no? I used to, when I was much younger, I really liked writing and it was, it was something, I'm not saying I was good at it or anything, just that it was like a meaningful, um, creative modality for me. But then, you know, as I got older and it's like, it's almost like when I went through school and like, uh, internet culture it's like writing became more complicated and then I sort of became less articulate in a way so the last time I really ever sat down and wrote
wrote something was probably like two years ago. I used to write like, um, I used to write a little bit of like poetry and stuff, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like so silly. You know, I don't know. I wrote religious, I honestly wrote religious poetry, uh, which was never really understood as such. So then I stopped doing it because I was like, well, it's never going to like be understood in this way. And then I wrote an article. So I used to write articles on art criticism and, and things like that. Um, but it was so difficult, you know, like writing was so difficult. So now I, I really prefer like, I actually do like tweeting just in the sense that it's, um, it allows me to kind of have these like pithy like phrases and like not very, you know, I'm not very verbose person when I'm writing anyway. I guess I talk a lot. I kind of, I kind of ramble when I talk, but uh, as far as writing, like tweeting is like all the writing that I do now because it's just like so easy to, it just, it, it, it fits the way that I think in text, you know? Right on. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Russian chicks are like good with free speech. Is that a thing? Like, cause when I think about the, um, I, I've read some books about like early 20th century, kind of like free speech movements, not free speech movements, but like, you know, like the Lower East Side, uh, like Greenwich Village in, you know, like the 1910s and like that, that period. Um, and it was like, that was like a very, uh, vigorous time for like, kind of like radical, uh, you know, cultural conversations and experimentation. And it was like really raucous, um, a time that was known for, you know, like coffee shop culture and shit like that of like, you know, intelligent immigrants often, you know, speaking Yiddish and that kind of stuff. Like, um, I'm not like very schooled on it, but I, I know enough to know that a lot of like the Russian emigres were like very active in the kind of like radical free speech. So like, like Emma Goldman, right? Like is, is an example. Oh, yeah. I think there's, there's, uh, there's other examples also. Like, uh, am I, am I crazy? And am I making that up that there's a thing with like Russian, uh, women have like a kind of knack for like not giving a fuck and kind of like, uh, speaking freely in a, in a dangerous way historically. Well, we're very butch. We're stone butches. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's, it's really just being butch. It's really being butch. And it, like I said, you know, it's not necessarily the full traditional butch aesthetic, but the presence of being butch, the butch presence. I have a butch presence. Don't I ask your people chatting to you? <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> Ashley wants to know: Does she have a Does she have a butch presence? Please tell us in the chat. Yeah, please, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's, that, I don't think it's. I don't think you have a very butch presence. Well, uh, how would you define my presence? Um, they're all gonna say how I'm female in the chat. I'm just so so extremely extremely femme. No, yeah. everyone in the, everyone in the chat thinks you're trans. Oh. Um, but. But is, that doesn't answer the question of butch or femme. No, it doesn't. Um. So I want to know that. I want to know if I'm butched, if they if they perceive now that they're hearing my voice and the way that I'm speaking and I guess they get my okay. Here's what I would here's what I would say. We'll let the we'll let the um we'll let the chat responses accumulate and then I'll review them and tell you. Um, right. In the meantime, I'll tell you what I think, which is I think if you're a cis woman, then you're relatively butch. But if you're a trans woman, I'd say you're relatively feminine. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Let's just say I'm somewhere in between the two. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So let's see what the crowd says. Then I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Crowd says, one person says, not really. You seem kind-hearted. Um, oh, another person, my friend Gullfire says, very butch presence. Powerful, very powerful, nice. powerful butch presence. Oh, um, nice. You could screenshot that post and post it so I can. You can go. You can go do like the chat replay after this if you want. Um, but All I can. Right. Do, I can screenshot it for you. Why not? Let's see. Yeah, I want it live. Yeah. Um, cap moment. Okay, did it for you. Um, Thanks, you're a real good friend. So what other other people say? Uh, not really butch. Someone says, I don't think trans someone says more trans and someone says um yeah but trans presence uh <laughs> someone says you're a beta um owned someone oh, so owned someone says you're intimidating femme thanks um someone says you have a lot of top energy 
someone says tomboy energy um ooh, ooh, someone's got harsh words they say very deep voice would not bang good you're not allowed to no one bangs this yeah that's I'm right that's right that's right i, I don't fuck <laughs> Do you not actually? I don't fuck. No, no. Even Ever? despite the fact that I'm a, I am a, you know, glorified sexual commodity. I don't fuck. I don't fuck. There's no need. I have such good internal alchemy that I don't fuck. I have well, no desire to fuck. I've never heard of internal alchemy as a alternative to the F word. Well, you got to study that up, man. You know, that's that's the direction you're headed in as an alpha yourself. What? You have to, you have to develop that that balance of internal alchemy. No, I'm so, trying to, I'm trying to have alchemy with my wife, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Ain't no, ain't no internal alchemy. In, inter, you know what? Internal alchemy sounds like a euphemistic way of saying jerking off. No, I don't jerk off either. I've never masturbated. I don't masturbate at all. I've no well, because that's that's a kind of internal alchemy, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, in a, it's not really because it, it uh, imbalances the alchemy because you imbalance the al alchemy when you ejaculate. So if you actually have a release, then you're it's an imbalance because that is a great, you know, you have like the spirit inside of you, you know, so to speak, and then you have this tremendous buildup, and then there's the release, and then you're Rain, so you're imbalanced. So masturbation is no good for internal alchemy either. It's beta behavior. Don't masturbate, kids. No one should masturbate ever again. Definitely, you I'm know, with. Not with proper jerk off instruction. I'm with you on that. Um, cool. Yeah, definitely anti anti masturbating. Definitely. Yeah, I'm anti anti spilling the seed. You know, anti masturbation, uh, anti fucking. I just don't. There's. I mean, I respect. I respect the fact that you know you love your wife. That's great. And I do think that you know, in that sense, I believe marriage is a vocation. Unironically, I believe that relationships and sexuality can have a relationship to God and, and, you know, can be part of the religious experience. And, you know, there's something to say of like, if people have a, voca a vocational pull towards one another and they develop a loving relationship that, you know, sex could be a part of how they express that with one another. But uh, I just personally, I have no need to fuck, you know, I sing instead. So with your dominatrix work, you don't do any like penetration stuff? No, not, not to myself, no. So you only like, you like whip people and stuff, you don't fuck them? Yeah, I actually have become less and less sensual as time has gone on because I become, you know, more and more uh, disgusted. <laughs> Interesting. People like that in that context. So if anyone comes to see me as a dominatrix now, they'll probably just troll you. I see. So do you plan on being celibate for your whole life? I don't feel the need to have sex. I, I suppose if uh, God, wanting me, God wanted me to have sex, then I would feel some impulse to do it, you know? So are you, do you just have low sex drive, would you say? Or it's because you're opposed to the idea intellectually and ethically? I mean, it's like, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's low sex drive and I wouldn't say like I have um <clears throat> excuse me I wouldn't say that I have no sex drive either I, I just think that that energy is it's sublimated into something else like because I can obviously connect with you know quote-unquote heroes it's so much a part of my brand and it's like I can connect with the Dionysian you know uh, but it's just that I use it in different ways and it's become so abstract to me and it's partly in due to my work definitely interesting so you're saying like you kind of get it out of your system through your work I mean it's not it's it's not only through work in the in the sense of like uh, it's not like because because being a dominatrix is in no way really sexually gratifying for me. In fact, uh, the only thing I get out of it in that regard is like just the dissolution. You know, I do enjoy like a lot of people like being good at their jobs. So I do on that level. Like when I when I successfully dominate someone, you know, or I rather I successfully engineer uh, an aesthetic experience for someone. There's a sense of achievement that comes with that that is somewhat satisfying. And so I would say that in order to do that, I have to descend into this sort of Dionysian, you know, like spiritual experience or something. And so that 
is on some level sexual, but it's not sexually gratifying to me. Um, I would say that rather than, you know, have a, a sexual, a pure sexual impulse or a sexual impulse in the way that most people do, that I just personally uh, feel the need for catharsis, which for me is very tied to like grief, you know? And so that's why I like classical singing. And I think that that would probably be the best way to use my body. That's very interesting. I, I like that. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? I think we've covered about as much ground as we could have hoped to cover for two people who literally just met on the internet today. Yeah, we're really close now. I, I mean, I don't think I ever told the story about the one time I did sex work. I don't think I've ever said that in public before. So there you go. I mean, I'm honestly honored. It's been, that was cool, like that you shared that. And you shared a lot of stuff too. And it was interesting to learn more about yet another strange and fascinating person on the internet. Well, now we can be best friends and mutual followers and you can come on the live stream on Chatterbait. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I, I would definitely do. I really do. think we should do that. I'm not kidding. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, you you'll have to do like the technical setup because I don't totally follow how it would work, but I'm game. Yeah, of course. Now we figure that all out. You know, you'd be the guest, so gotta make things nice. Yeah. Um. Well, I hope your podcast and everything blows up, and you come like I hope you become like the Kanye West of Catholic dominatrices. <laughs> Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, that's something that's, that's truly something to strive for. I mean, who so I, who is like the most who's the most famous like Christian dominatrix out there in that you niche? Know, I would say the only person I'm in the only person who I'm even remotely close to being in direct competition with is my own like is my own partner, and we work together. So I don't see us as I think we complete each other. Actually, <laughs> I think we complete the Catholic dominatrix you know dominatrix experience very well. Because like there are a lot of um, of course like we covered earlier, like there are a lot of people who go by the goddess moniker and like there are a lot of people who they mostly do like you know fake satanism and paganism like they're mostly like doing shit like that which is just offensive but um you know a lot of people will appropriate certain catholic aesthetics uh but they just don't have the they don't have the love of god behind them in their practice you know they're not really creating a ministry the way that we are so i don't i don't really know that there's any other company wow i, w I mean that's that's interesting i i, I want to play my small part and that's what i'm doing right now i'm playing my small part in skyrocketing you to become basically the equivalent of Joel Olstein. You know that guy? I've heard the name. He's like a super famous, super rich um, pastor, like evangelist pastor. And he's like a multimillionaire. And, you know, he's like one of these guys who preaches at one of these like mega churches. It's like a stadium. You know those? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm basically catapulting you right now with this live stream and podcast. I'm catapulting you towards becoming the Joel Austin, whatever however you say his name, uh, of like Catholic dominatrices. I imagine your ministry expanding to have thousands and thousands of members in the next few years. And your Patreon is going to have thousands of patrons and you and your partner are going to be at the top of an empire. Um, you're probably going to be meeting with Donald Trump, uh, having very sensational, sensational, uh, recorded, uh, dialogues and interactions with Trump. And it's going to be a wild ride. I think you're going to have, it's going to put a lot of stress on you and your mental health and your relationships but i think you're based and you're red pilled and i think you're gonna make it through i was gonna say that that that's the difference between uh evangelicals and catholics is that that joel Osteen guy is very cringe and blue pilled exactly Catholic matrix is very based and red pilled so you know that's why it's good really uh yeah i can't wait to meet donald trump also <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you, you know a lot of people i think a lot of people the reason one of the reasons that they hate on me and i've seen people
people like say this before i've seen this written like a lot of people hate on me because they think what i'm doing is like very egotistical they think like since i do these live streams and i'm always blabbing on the internet and i admit i do often talk about myself because it is what i know best but a lot of people often criticize me if they think like i'm just a spectacle i just want attention this and that egotistical but what people really don't understand and i'm only saying this half tongue-in-cheek i i mean this to to some degree um one of the things i, I really want to do with my kind of like creative work on the internet is i'm trying to find like the coolest people and i'm i want to play my part in like boosting and encouraging and supporting and like spreading like the coolest people who maybe currently don't have as much of a following as they could and as they deserve so like for instance you just made me think i, I don't know if you know on twitter like are you in like christian and catholic like twitter spheres at all or no i'm somewhat yeah that's where you, i started do you know like trad queen have you ever seen her i've like i think i've heard that that's like her handle yeah i've heard the name before yeah she's just like a young woman she's like very very sincere catholic very devout catholic um but she's like young blonde kind of like hipster woman and she like you know drinks alcohol and is like a little rough around the edges in that way uh and that's kind of her brand but um she's like legit hardcore catholic and um i had a con i invited her on the live stream recently because i've kind of followed her for some time a little bit and uh i told her i was like i'm trying to make you the like edgier more red-pilled version of like elizabeth brunig <laughs> i don't know if you know who that is but she's like a christian she's like kind of like a young christian like kind of hipster like leftist uh who writes for like i think the washington post now but i'm like i want to find like the more red-pilled versions of like currently successful institutionalized people and i want to see them kind of take over the game you know so like you're gonna be you're gonna take over joel austin um after 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 like when the trajectory that this podcast initiates for you finally ends you're gonna be basically replacing joel austin trad queen is gonna be replacing elizabeth brunig um basically i'm talking about building an entire alternative based in red pilled empire um where we all collectively uh basically yeah like overthrow all of the cr cringe and blue pilled uh losers that we want to replace what do you think that's beautiful you think it's good you think yeah, it, is that gonna work ex extremely based extremely based in red pilled is yeah. it gonna work and i think honestly i mean that's kind of the trajectory that i was already feeling you know because i do feel like god speaks to me sometimes <laughs> i mean i really unironically do but it's like it's just a funny way to bring that up in this in this context but you know about like the idea of the ministry and such and it's like i do kind of believe that god intends for me to have some kind of you know cult-like uh, existence in the popular culture which would be great so i wouldn't have a mega church per se like i wouldn't want it to be a stadium feel like i would want it to be like a very uh, a traditional like a very nice church inside with a lot of um, iconography which honestly my house is kind of like that right now because when you have the the perverse submissives enter your home you want to make sure that you have all, all of your iconography around so that they feel very scared because they're aware that, that god is watching them <laughs> you know so i kind of want my my church like i do think of that in a way as being like church-like sense and how that's sort of like the logical trajectory of my life that i can take on more of a priestly role in the center of a, of a church and and have a well because i i do genuinely want for people i want to sanctify and divinize the earth with my time on earth which is really the purpose of vocation you know which is like like unironically what i want to do hell yeah but you just can't say that you can't say that in so many inexact religious terms because most people will be like oh that's you know that sucks and it's like okay well i'm just gonna make jokes about my feet then <laughs> just gonna post feet pics until you listen to me <laughs> no i think that's so great i think that's a beautiful phrase what did you say you want to um you want to what the earth sanctify and divinize the earth there you go i think that's a beautiful thing um yeah all of it is
is motivated by the love of God. And you're right that most secular people will hear that and they'll kind of cringe, but that's just because they're blue-pilled. They're cringe blue yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they cringe because they're cringe. Like, it, yeah. you know, don't be afraid of that. Don't don't hold back. You know, I think you should um, divinize the cringers. God broke my heart of stone at his altar and red-pilled me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think you should you should offer it as like one of your dominatrix services. Like you will like um, you'll red-pill the cringe out of someone. <laughs> Well, I have posted before like that my favorite uh, tools as a dominatrix to use are reason and logic, which is true. Wow. I really like trolling. Like all I really do with my clients, honestly, like obviously, yes, if you come to me as a dominatrix and you, you patronize my services, I will create for you a beautiful aesthetic experience. Yes, yes, of course, you know, that, that satisfies and, and completes the fetishistic <laughs> ideal that you feel inside. But I also really like troll. Uh, so I, I'm, I like to troll people even when they don't realize that I'm trolling them and then I trick them into believing in Jesus and accepting Christ as their savior you know whoa that's cool that sounds you should have you need to have like a very expensive patreon tier for that kind of shit well so far we have the hundred dollar penitent males tier so I'm hoping that, that that brings a few of those types out of the woodwork and then we can go from there I have a like my highest tier is like fifty dollar tier and I got a few subscribers at the fifty dollar tier level and uh, they want me to make like they they're basically commissioning me to make uh, some videos and and uh, yeah, so I'm wondering if like from your, uh, if I do your podcast, maybe like since you said you have a lot of submissive men, maybe I'll kind of, I'll gather, I'll get from your audience some of the like submissive gay men and they will join my like $50 tier on Patreon and you know, some interesting things might, might come of that. Who knows? I might, I might have to divinize some cringe up in this, up, up in this piece myself. If you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I mean, look, you just, you gotta post feet. You just just gotta post feet. No, and I don't think so. Post, just if you post feet one time and you post the link to your Patreon and it and it gets seen in all the right places, <laughs> then you will have <laughs> then the gay subs will be on your Patreon because they, they love that shit. They eat it up. You know, you have the alpha male persona, you have beautiful face, you have a beautiful soul, but very confident, you know, brilliant and cunning. And, you know, that's intimidating to them because they have small submissive pea brains. And when they see those feet, you know, it'll be a glorious moment for them. So they'll they'll be running to you, you know? I mean, really, especially if you brand, if you brand with us, I think this co-brand will be very lucrative for you. <laughs> In that regard, I mean, if we really were like a, a seriously recognized brand and media as like the dominatrix, the femdom podcast, then then there would be a lot of a lot of bitches trying to subscribe. Interesting. Well, I hope in my own small way, I have helped your empire initiate its upward trajectory uh, in a powerful and promising way at this early stage. Thank you. And you know, I was about to plug the thing, but it might do be it. tasteless. Do that. Okay. Well, do it, please. Okay. So. This podcast is called Girls Chat. I'm Ashley Olson. Technically, Alpha Goddess Ashley Olson, but sometimes I say Ashley Olson because, you know, it's a, I like, I'm a human too. You know, I'm really, we're all people. But uh, I'm one of the hosts of that. And we have a Patreon, which I think is just patreon.com slash girls chat. On Twitter, it's chat for girls. And if everyone is speculating about what sex I am, they should listen to our upcoming episode, which will probably be released tomorrow. And then you'll learn all about it. <laughs> 
Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants uh, some, at least some, I don't know. I don't know if I ever answer that question directly, but if anyone wants to uh, continue to to stoke the flames of their speculation, they should listen to our new episode and subscribe. Cool. Well, I genuinely don't really care what your sex or gender is, so it's all good to me. But uh, that's a good, that's a nice little, um, you know, bit of bait for people who- Oh, it's marketing. Yeah, for I'm people who might, Yeah, for people who might be in, intrigued <laughs> by that. Um, cool. Well, I hope you, I hope that- um, um, also, I hope another byproduct of this is that your relationship with um, Anna Kay uh, maybe gets rectified through this, maybe. Restorative, yeah. Maybe it will really bring us closer together, you know, because today's really been a lot about friendship and closeness and things like that. So, Anna, if you're listening, I, w- I would love to put our differences aside and just be friends as Russian females. Yeah, right. I mean, Russian females probably have to st- stick together, I would I would imagine. We really do. Yeah, we really Actually, do. Actually, no, never mind what I said is cringe and blue pilled i sound like a me too feminist it's disgusting <laughs> what um what i was gonna say though what i should say is that you canceled and you just canceled yourself shit i'm canceled i've been canceled i've been canceled. been canceled my brand i have no brand my brand makes no sense i don't make any sense that's why people hate me i don't have any i don't have any brand i don't have any i'm not like selling i don't have anything good to sell i'm just like a generic um like mildly handsome but aging 31 year old white man uh with like a cacophony of strange ideas that don't really add up and I just like to talk a lot and write a lot and uh people hate me <laughs> uh what, what was I gonna say though I was gonna say um oh that uh thank you for explaining to me the whole like uh who Anna Kay is and uh because like I said yeah I keep getting mentioned with her so now I have a little bit of background into the to the subculture that I am uh somehow being aligned with or or connected to and so I'll look into it yeah you should engage with it some more you know talk to some groups and stuff see what they think you know they they'll, they'll probably respect you a lot more if you uh, reach out to them to who what are groupers <laughs> Uh, well, I really don't know much about groipers or groiping. I mean, the only thing that I... Oh, groipers. I, I thought you said groupers. Like, isn't that a no, kind of fish? <laughs> I think it's a kind of fish, but groiper is also kind of like a fish in a sense because it's a frog man. Uh, so that's a little bit related. But I, I think of groiping in probably a very different way than most people do because to me, it's like a lot of groipers kind of represent the shadow self, you know? Mm. <laughs> the, the dark underbelly of, of, uh, of reality. So many of them are even black-pilled. Wow. Well, which is a step bar. Well, hey, listen, this has been really interesting and fun and stimulating and you're, like, very nice uh, but also, like, weird and I really appreciate your, like, forthright uh, Catholicism and I like how kind of stern and earnest you are with that, but you're also somehow able to be relaxed and, uh, you know, comedic and, and frivolous also. So that's a cool combination that I don't often encounter and it's been fun to uh, learn more about you and uh, hang out with you for, like, more than two hours now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been cool. It's great that we have authentic chemistry as friends. You know, I didn't know if that would happen, but I guess you could say that God compelled me to tweet at you today so that we could be friends. Wow, that's pretty cool. I like how much you like you like uh, invoke God as an explanation for things. <laughs> Yeah, like the, I do it a lot, but it's like really, it's really unironic. So. I think it's cool. I think that's really I cool. I really appreciate that. Like I was saying to Trad Queen when I talked with her like a couple weeks ago, I really wish I I knew more Catholics. Like I wish like I was, um, or just, you know, like hardcore Christians. I wish um, I actually spent more time with people who genuinely think like God uh, put words in their mouth this morning uh, or something like that. I Like I don't think in those terms exactly, but I'm not, I'm, I'm somewhat open-minded to thinking in those ways maybe, or I 
find that way of thinking interesting and and kind of attractive and, and fun to be around at the very least. Uh, I think it's cool. Um, so although I don't see the world that way, I wish I had. I wish I hung out with more people who who did see the world that way. Well, we can hang out anytime. You know, you come on the live stream. We we could just talk about that the entire time of the live stream because that would be really good. That would be really good trolling. I mean, that's what makes trolling good to me is to kind of juxtapose things like that, even if it's sincere on some level. But then it's the context which makes it trolling because you have a live stream on somewhere like Chatterbait where the, the sycophants and the Philistines are coming to jerk off, you know, but then you're not letting them jerk off because you're talking about the nature of, of God's existence and presence in the world, you know what I mean, with all of your alpha friends. So um, to me, that would be really cool because, yeah, that, that is really my framework for uh, understanding my existence and my relationship to the world is inherently my relationship to God. Um, and so it's like I, I definitely talk about it in ways that will seem that seem ironic to some but that are just very they're very sincere because uh and like I, I wouldn't say that i'm like extremely versed in esotericism but the whole point of esoteric knowledge and mysticism and ritual etc like the entire point of those things and why they exist and why people use them is to foster a closer relationship with god actually and so for me i already have that relationship i i have been able to the best you know way i've learned about that is through my live my actual experience in the world the experiences of my life and so i haven't needed to use those kinds of means uh so really that that's the main purpose but that's almost like lost uh when people talk about it sometimes so anyway we should yeah. do that on chatterbait together i think that's really insightful what you're saying about how like there's a way that you can be very honest uh, about w who you actually are and also do it in a way that's like actively triggering other people in funny ways yeah or where they don't realize you know what is the deception because it, which is partially because of sort of the improbability of it all or the strangeness of it all but also because maybe they don't encounter those kinds of sincere beliefs usually which right. is kind of my brain right right um interesting very very interesting this has been fun thanks again let's stay in touch and uh i'll definitely do your podcast and i'll be watching with interest you know uh all of your stuff for sure cool thank you too follow me back on twitter dm me <laughs> i would say after after this uh long conversation you've earned a follow back oh nice sweet yeah i was i was really worried the entire time that i wouldn't get one you would just block me or something because i failed the live stream it's a good metric for for testing who you want to follow on twitter you should just talk to everyone for this long i i tend to talk for almost this long most of, this is like pretty close to average this is actually a little bit more a little bit more than average but um a lot of my conversations are general are this long sometimes all right shall we call it a night yeah i mean thanks for having me on and being being a friend justin thanks for hitting Appreciate me up out of nowhere and being an open-minded uh and enthusiastic person interested in talking with me cool love love talking with you all right i'll be in touch with you see you later ashley see you justin Thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any thoughts on that, good or bad, definitely let me know. Shoot me an email or you can DM me on Twitter. If you were really into that, you might leave a review on iTunes. That would be cool. Or if you were really, really into that, you might want to become a patron yourself. You can check that out at patreon.com slash jmurphy with no U. All right, cool. Talk to you later.